Are you ready to make 2017 the year you transform your life? You can wait for something to happen or you're actually going to decide to go, go home after this weekend to do something about that. We all know that we have a very, very limited amount of time on this earth. So let's not have repeated years. Live your own life. Make the choice, make the decision for your own life. Fear is where you develop courage. There's a moment going, holy crap, all right, I'm gonna do this now. The wellness breakthrough is coming. And so you actually have that choice every single morning, every single day, every single moment to decide whether you're gonna live it to the fullest or not. Join myself, Marcus Pierce, and the wellness guys, Damien Christoph, Lawrence Tam, and Brett Hill for two nights and three days of transformation at the country place. 10 acres of breathtaking rainforest in the Dandenong Ranges of Victoria, February 17 to 19. It's each and every single one of you are gonna support each other in your journey, whatever that journey is. Couples discounts available, limited spots remaining for all information and to watch the spine chilling video, go to thewellnessbreakthrough.com. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Sit back, light the fire, kick your shoes off, because it's time for That Paleo Show with your favorite caveman, Brett Hill. Welcome to That Paleo Show, making the paleo lifestyle easy and accessible for everyone. I'm Brett Hill, and this week I'm joined by Sadie Rudinsky. Sadie is a 14-year-old baker and lover of scrumptious, wholesome food. She started eating gluten-free when she was about nine years old and says it changed her life. She went from being sick and tired all the time to having loads of energy and health. She's always loved yummy desserts, so she decided to start creating them for herself. She adores scouring farmer's markets and hunting for fresh seasonal ingredients to experiment with in the kitchen, and she loves sharing her recipes on her blog and website. Through her real food, delicious goodies, she wants to show the world how simple and amazing healthy eating can be. Pretty amazing for a 14-year-old. Welcome to the show, Sadie. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. It's so exciting. It's great to get some younger people on the show who are who are really, you know, so inspired and so passionate and really pushing this movement forward because you know it, it's you know us oldies you know we can talk about it all we like but it's the next generation <laughs> coming through that's going to be so important and you know when we look at the rates of chronic disease and ill health among the younger generation um, you know that the prognosis for the future can sometimes look a bit bleak so it's great to have shining lights like yourself uh, shining the way and hopefully leading the way for your generation Sadie. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, I think it's really important to start out. Um, you can start your healthy journey at any point, but if you can start it while you're young, you know, you can fix your health problems as soon as possible. And I think that's that's so great. And that's what happened to me. Um, I turned my health around when I was really young. So I'm hoping I can help others do that as well. It's amazing that you did do it when it was so young. I mean, when I was nine years old, there's no way I was researching into health and wellness. There's no way I was cooking stuff in the kitchen, certainly. <laughs> so how did that happen for you? Um, you know, at nine years old, what sparked you to start on this journey? 
<laughs> well, well, I was sick for a while when I was nine. I was sick for months and months, and I had fatigue and stomach aches constantly. And a little while after, my mom realized, like, I've heard of this whole gluten-free, gluten-free thing, and it's helped a lot of people, so why don't we try it? And within a few months, all my symptoms had gone away, and I felt great. Um, and it was not until a few years ago that I um, went more paleo, more grain-free too, and that helped even more. So, And it was pretty recently that I started um, cooking and turning it into a whole website and a blog and sharing my recipes. So that that wasn't quite when I was nine, but it came a few <laughs> years later. Um, and yeah, I really just got inspired by it because if I thought, wow, this going um, gluten-free and eating paleo helped me so much. If it helps me that much, I know it can help other people too. So I felt really inspired to um, spread the word about it and to help others as well. So at nine years old, before you started going gluten-free, what was your diet like? Um, Well, my family was vegetarian um, my entire life. So we, um, we ate a lot of bread and pasta, um, and no meat or anything. So it was, yeah, a lot of bread and pasta, some fruits and vegetables. But um, I was actually surprised how when I started eating meat after I went gluten-free, it also improved my energy so much when I started eating meat. Yeah, so interesting. All right, so you, you'd have been eating lots of bread and pasta. You know, all of a sudden, you've gone, well, let's try this gluten-free thing. Um, what did that look like for you? Was that just still gluten-free bread and pasta or did you totally change your diet from there as well? No, it was gluten-free bread and pasta and, you know, lots of rice and corn. And so I was confused when about two or three years later, I started having stomach um, aches again. And I was really confused, but I started reading a lot of paleo blogs and seeing that people had gone through the same thing where they first went gluten free and it fixed their problems for a little while. And then shortly after they started getting pain again. So I tried going grain free for a little while and that completely, I mean, that fixed everything. It was miraculous. Um, so I'm now I'm not strictly grain free. I'm I eat some gluten-free grains, but I try to stay mostly grain-free, and it's amazing how that helped, how knocking out those those grains really just took away all of my stomach aches. So good, Sadie. So, you know, there'd be many people listening to this podcast, Sadie, who are parents and who may have kids who might be nine, they might be 14, um, and they'd love to get their kids eating some healthier stuff and maybe start changing their diet a little bit. So, how did you find yeah. that? How did you find that transition to a healthier diet? You know, what were the foods that you really missed out on and, and what did you crave and how did you get around that? Yeah, well, as I say on my blog, the main thing that I craved was treats. And that was like, that was really the only thing that I really missed. So I started making my own and that's how my blog came to be. Um, Because back even a few years ago, there weren't, you can find more now, but back then there weren't even really any gluten-free desserts in stores. Um, So I was really wanting that. And so I started making my own grain-free treats. And that's sort of when my whole goodies against the grain thing came to be. Um, and I think that's a, also a really great way to transition, especially young people, to a um, healthier real food or paleo diet is by um, saying, here, you can still have the desserts and the snacks that you love. And they won't even know 
that they're actually healthy treats. They'll just think, oh, this is really delicious. I want more, you know? So I think that's a really great way because I think a really interesting point is that when people, um, when they try to start a diet, often it sort of has a reverse effect because they end up being unhappy because they're depriving themselves of foods that they love. Mm. So I think, um, you know, being able to give yourself healthy desserts and snacks, um, is a really great way to sort of respect yourself and not tear away all of the things that you love from your diet, you know? So you can still do it healthily, but it can still make you happy with the treats that you love. Yeah, I love that, Sadie. I mean, that's what If that I've, makes I've, any sense. <laughs> it makes so much sense. I mean, this is one of our favorite things to do in our household is my kids will pick something out and they'll be like, hey, Dad, can you make a healthy version of this? And, and you know, we go away and yeah. Google and research and, you know, try and find out how to make a healthy version. You know, if, if someone out there has got a healthy version, a paleo version of an ice cream cone, that's the latest one my kids have asked me for. So if someone's got a good... Re- I don't know if you've got oh, one, Sadie. Yeah. But if anyone's got a good recipe and can tell me how to actually make it into a cone, I'd love to know how to do that because my kids really want to do that and put our nice little paleo ice cream on top of it. But, you know, doing stuff like oh, that, that is... that sounds so good. It's yeah. great, right? <laughs> it's so much fun. I, I've have never been someone who enjoyed being in the kitchen as much as I do now because I love being able to try and yeah. create these healthy versions of these desserts or dinners or whatever it happens to be and, and feel like I'm just loving and nourishing my kids with that and nourishing and loving myself with that as well so I love what you're saying there Sadie yeah thank you and yeah I think it's um it's just a really great way to sort of transition people so they don't feel like they're giving up their favorite foods you know and I feel like there's a healthy version for really every regular food you can imagine at least somewhere out on the internet or in the cookbook so that's a really great way to um to sort of ease yourself into the paleo diet and even when you're like full-on paleo you can still have your favorite foods just a healthier version so tell me Sadie what are your favorite desserts what's been the the most popular one on your blog oh I think the most the two top recipes on my blog are the pumpkin chocolate chip biscotti and the very berry summer crisp Oh, that sounds good. So, what what is a very berry summer crisp? Explain that to me. It's like, yeah, it's like a bunch of berries from the farmer's market topped with a coconut flake and almond really um, sweet and buttery crumble on the top. Oh, it's yum. so good. Yum. So, it's, it's, like, a, it's so like a berry crumble yeah. like dessert. Yeah, it's so good. (laughs) That sounds fantastic. You know what? I reckon it's blackberry season here at the moment. So I might have to check out that recipe and and go and see if I can pick some blackberries and make that one up because that sounds absolutely delicious. That'd be great. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. (laughs) So one of the things I'm really curious about is peer pressure. You know, a lot of parents will talk about, you know, I'd love to get my kids eating healthier, but, you know, there's so much peer pressure around, you know, I can't give them that to go to school because all their other friends might tease them or laugh at them or think that they're strange or, you know, I can't control my kids when they're out because everyone else is eating the McDonald's or the, you know, whatever foods it happens to be, you know, of course they're going to go and eat that because there's so much peer pressure. So how did you get around that, Sadie? And what what advice would you have to not only parents parents, but also to other children about how they can sort of work their way through that minefield? Yeah, well, I mean, I've never experienced peer pressure about the food I'm eating at school, but I I totally believe that could happen. And I think if it, if you're a parent of a child who you think is going to get 
bullied for the healthy food they're eating. You just have to, I don't know. I don't think that the child will get put down for the food they're eating if the child believes in what they're and how they're nourishing their body with their lunches for school. I don't think that will be an issue. And I think it's really exciting. Like I make all my own school lunches and I encourage other kids to as well because it's really a form of self-love. And when you can nourish yourself through the foods that you're bringing to school, it's a really great way to be independent um, and to not have to rely on anyone to make food for you. You can do it yourself. So I think that is a really great thing if kids can make their own food or even if they're really young, of course, they can do it with their parents. But um, it takes the load off the parents as well as making it really fun for the kids because then they can put whatever they want in their lunch, put really real wholesome foods. And I think that will make them feel really good at school, feel confident about themselves and what they're eating. I love that. That sounds so good. That's such a great empowering message for kids and for parents to know that they can empower their kids to, to sort of take charge of it. And I think you're right. I think if, if kids are really on board with understanding why they're eating this food and, and what the benefits are for them, and, and if they're making it themselves and they're proud of it, then it's going to be so much easier for them to navigate through school and, and any other you know peer pressure or criticism or whatever might come their way. But, exactly. Um, you know, My guess is from looking at your website and the recipe you're making say that you might have the opposite problem that that maybe you're getting your your food to school and kids are thinking hey what's with my crappy lunchbox you know why aren't my parents giving me the stuff that Sadie's giving does that happen like are you finding you're having an influence on the kids around you at school I honestly I really do um almost every day people ask me about my lunch and what is paleo and oh so what it what are you eating your lunch? Why do you eat that way? And yeah, it's I every time someone asks that, it just makes me so happy because I get to tell people about it and explain what's in my lunchbox and why and what are the health benefits and why do I make my own lunch? So I think, yeah, that has been my experience. Um, but it, obviously it varies from school to school and kid to kid. But yeah, people have been really liking my lunches and they always want to try it and know how to make it. Fantastic. Well, Sadie, my suspicion is that this is going to be an episode that parents are going to listen to and then think, hey, you know what? I might get my child, you know, my five-year-old, my 10-year-old, my 15-year-old to come and have a listen to this because this is a young girl who they can relate yeah. to who's doing, you know, cooking her own food. I know parents are going to like the idea of that um, and, and obviously really yeah. inspired about what she's doing. So, you know, sort of give us your elevator pitch for the, for those kids who are listening into this podcast and maybe this is their first experience of hearing and learning about paleo. Tell them what it is and why you do it the way you do it. Yeah, well, I, I make my own food for my lunches because it's, yeah, as I said before, it's a form of self-love. So you're really, you're doing yourself a favor by making yourself real food for lunch. And it's also really fun. Like to get in the kitchen, I usually make my lunches the night before so I can sleep in a little bit extra in the morning. So I get in at night, I make my lunches and I have a lot of fun in the kitchen. I make beautiful food. I put it in little mason jars um, to pack into my lunch. I put lots of, you know, protein, veggies, put them in little containers. It's really fun. So not only is it a form of self-expression, but it's also self-love because you're nourishing yourself. And again, it's really empowering to make your own food because if you don't like the food that your parents usually pack for you, if you're a little bit pickier, you just 
don't like the food they make for you, you can, you know, you can change that by making your own food. So it's really, it makes you feel very independent and empowered to make your own lunch. And then when you get to school, everyone's going to be like, Oh, that looks so good. How do I make that? <laughs> I love that. That's so good. That's so inspiring. <laughs> so, um, you know, for many of those kids though, Sadie, their, their concept of what is a school lunch might revolve around sandwiches. You know, for, for lots of kids, they can't, they yeah. almost can't imagine a school lunch without a sandwich. So, Give us an idea of right. the sort of stuff that you're making and taking along to school on a daily basis. Yeah, so my favorite thing to pack in my lunch is really just leftovers from dinner. But if I don't have any delicious leftovers, I usually um, I love to do lettuce wraps or collard green wraps. Um, so I'll get some sort of lettuce or collard greens and I'll wrap turkey. Sometimes I'll do a little bit of um, grass-fed cheese, some paleo mayonnaise, some other types of veggies, like you could do peppers or cucumbers. And I'll wrap that up. I'll do usually turkey lunch meat with it. I'll wrap it up, um, put a little toothpick in it. And I can put that in a um, container, like a um, stainless steel container in my lunch. And then I'll usually have some sort of fruit. So maybe some apple or tangerine. And then my favorite thing in my lunch is... um, is cut up veggies. So I love to do cut up peppers, carrots, celery. Um, and my favorite thing to is to dip celery in sunflower seed butter. So I'll usually have that too on the side. And I love to do that because it helps me get in extra veggies into my lunch and it's super yummy and refreshing. And then also almost every day I have a little treat in my lunch <laughs> as a little you know, like, good job to be for being at school today. <laughs> um, just having having a little treat is really special. I have lots of good portable treats on my blog, like a little muffin or a protein ball. And those are really great to have because they're super simple to make at home. You can make up the night before, put them in your lunch. And it's really nice to have a little sweet treat that's not a really sugary protein bar or a cupcake or something that's going to make you feel, um, get a sugar rush and then a sugar crash because you don't want that at school. At school, you want energy um, from your food. So that's a really great way to get energy from your food. And yeah, that's usually what my lunch consists of. Um, I Obviously, I rotate. I don't eat the same thing every day. Um, it's really great to like spice things up um, from day to day in your lunch. But that's a really great, great basic thing to build off of. Perfect. Now, tell me about this wrap because I'm imagining, I mean, my kids are a little bit younger than you, Sadie. They're, they're five and seven and I'm imagining that if I, did a wrap of, if I did a wrap of lettuce and held it together only with a toothpick, I reckon by the time they got to lunchtime, by the time they've juggled around with their bag and jumped around, that there would be food <laughs> just all throughout their bag. So, you don't wrap that in like Glad Wrap or, uh, or al- aluminium foil or anything like that to hold it together. It's just a toothpick and lettuce and that stays together okay? You know, it's pretty, you make a good point. It's pretty good to do it with tin foil. I like to do that too. But my new latest obsession is collard wraps. Um, those are super easy to wrap. So I just get a huge collard green and I'll blanch it in um, hot and boiling water for like a minute. And then it's super flexible. It's way stronger than lettuce and it's more bendable for wrapping. So actually, I take that back. I recommend collard wraps more. (laughs) Those those won't break. They're so good. I like the sound of that. And you fold it. Do you fold both ends in? Like you don't leave one end open like you may sometimes do with a wrap. You fold both ends in so that it all stays in together in your lunchbox. Mm -hmm. Is that how that works? Yeah, I, I roll it up. Yeah. 
Perfect. All right. I'm, I'm getting my head around it. I'm going to yeah. have to try the collard wraps. That sounds like a good one to, to give Yay. a crack. Um, getting some great yeah. tips here. So, um, you know, tell me about – you mentioned before about having fun in the kitchen. And I, and I think that's so important for kids to learn to have fun in the kitchen and for them to understand that, yeah. that they can do that and that, that – you know, cooking can be an enjoyable pastime and, you know, I think that's crucial for kids to learn because if they don't learn those skills when they're younger, when they get older and they do move out of home and, and they do have to cook for themselves or at least provide for themselves, you know, often those kids get out and, and they don't know how to do that and they end up buying a lot of their food because they're not really comfortable or confident in the yeah. kitchen. So, give us some tips for how we can make sure that our time in the kitchen for the kids is really fun. Yeah, okay, so... I, yeah, I have so much fun in the kitchen and I think it's really cool to, you know, put on your favorite music. You can dance around while you're cooking. I'm not even kidding. It's so fun. Um, and if the kids are really young, you know, the parents can do, um, you know, using the knives and the oven and stuff, but the kids, it's super fun for them to do measuring, to do stirring if you're making things, um, obviously younger kids can use butter knives for chopping if they want to, um, and it's really, um, well, whenever I'm baking something and while it's in the oven, if I, there's a lot of things that I like to do while stuff is baking, I might go, I might go do some yoga in my kitchen. I might go jump on the trampoline so you can do stuff to pass the time to make it more of an activity instead of a task. You know, it's not a chore to do the cooking. You can make it fun and yeah, enjoyable for your kids. Yeah, I, I think it's so crucial, yeah, to make it enjoyable. And I think, you know, giving kids a say in, in what's being cooked is really important for that too. You know, like taking the kids with you yeah. to the supermarket, taking them with you to the farmer's market, you know, giving them some free reign in a healthy environment like that to pick out, you know, which fruits would you like to have? Which vegetables would you like to have? You know, we're going to make a, a crumble tonight. You know, what fruits do you want to put in it? You know, we're going to make some gelatin lollies. Exactly. What, what color would you like them to be? You know, I, I think engaging kids like that can be so crucial to helping them you know feel like I guess they're having a say in it which makes them so much more likely to want to enjoy it to eat and also to make yeah and if they're exactly like you said if they're making foods they like as well if they're making foods that they enjoy they'll be so much more passionate to cook those foods so if you start them out with um you know, like treats, that's probably the most fun thing to make, at least for me, yeah. then they'll be really inspired to make the treats and they'll want to help. And also, if you're eating a, um, you know, whole food, real food, paleo diet, um, it's really great for the little ones to know how to cook too, because then when they grow older, you know, it'll be so much easier. You won't have to rely on packaged or processed foods. And I know that's my favorite thing about the paleo diet is really that you don't have to rely on processed foods and you can get whole real foods and cook with that. And it's really not as hard as it might sound, you know? Um, I'm really curious about, Sadie, I'm really curious about how your parents have responded to, to all these changes you've been making because obviously it's, you know, your mum initially suggested the whole gluten-free thing, but, but with them perhaps being vegetarians to start with and probably having quite a different diet to, to what you're doing now, um, has there been any stage where they've sort of questioned what you're doing and, and what sort of stuff you're eating and what sort of stuff you're cooking or have they just been on board right from the start? 
they've really been on board. I mean, my dad was the one who actually first discovered paleo. He read about it in a book. Um, I think it was Rob Wolf's book. And so he got into that. And when I started reading the paleo blogs, he's, he was like, oh yeah, I, this is so cool. We should try it. And so they were always really on board with that. And we first started eating meat about two or three years ago. And at first we started eating way too much meat because we were really excited about it. We're like, hey, bacon, yay. (laughs) (laughs) So we've slightly mellowed out since then, but they were really on board. And my parents are both great cooks. So that helped. Um, The only thing was that none of them, (laughs) neither of them are bakers. Mm -hmm. So that's sort of where, when I came in, I was like, hey, I'll do the baking. (laughs) But they, they do a lot of the main meals and things. I mostly make my, um, my lunches and treats, but lately I've, they've been teaching me, um, more how to make meals and stuff. So I've been getting really into that. Maybe I'll start posting some recipes for that too. So who's the best cook in the family, Sadie? It sounds like, you know, there's a bit of talent going around there. Do you have like little cook-offs within (laughs) the family or? (laughs) We like, we like to cook meals for each other. Um, I, I'm not going to say who's the best cook in my family. I don't want to do that to my family because they're going <laughs> to probably listen to this after. <laughs> but let's just say we're all good cooks. We all like to cook. <laughs> oh, you're so you're so mature and diplomatic, Sadie. I think that's great. You, you, you could have really gone there, but that's okay. Um, now, tell us, obviously, you've made a lot of changes in terms of your diet, Sadie, and, and moving from, you know, from your vegetarian diet to gluten-free to paleo and, and doing this amazing cooking and school lunches has this you know education the way you've educated yourself and what you've learned about paleo and primal and all those sort of things has it influenced the rest of your lifestyle as well in terms of your mindset and your exercise and and all those other aspects of health and well-being as well completely i mean i think the biggest thing was that i just got so much energy like when i started eating paleo i just gained all of this energy and strength and now i love to run i love to do yoga and all the stuff that i never did before because i really just didn't have the energy and that's the main thing it gave me and it also opened up this whole world to me of this this amazing network of bloggers and chefs um through their websites and social media and stuff so we we got to meet each other you know and share recipes and tips and tricks um and that was also really inspiring to me. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, you know, if you're heading down to Australia anytime, Sadie, and, and you know, you need someone to cook desserts for, you know, I, I'd be willing to sacrifice and, you know, have, have someone come <laughs> stay and cook desserts for me. You know, that'd be fine. Oh, my gosh. I, I will take you up on that. <laughs> Awesome, awesome. Um, what's next for you, Sadie? I mean, you're just 14 years old. You, you've already done so much. You're, you've got this blog going. You're you're sharing. You're cooking all your meals. Where do you see this? Do you see this being a career for you, or is it? Do you have other ambitions in terms of career? Where, where are you going to go from here? I have other ambitions as well, but I think I I will continue blogging for my entire life because it's really just. It's my favorite thing to do. It's not only it's my hobby, but it's also my passion and just spreading my recipes and my ideas throughout the world is really I think it's a really great thing for me to do my whole life. And I um my whole website I want to expand it and I um I'm writing some articles for magazines right now, so keep you all posted on that. That'll be coming out soon. Um and also, I'm in the works. Uh, I have a cookbook in the works, That's which funny. I'm 
in the in the middle of creating yeah so that's the most immediate future for my for goodies against the grain but i'm excited to i i also want to open a bakery when i grow up a paleo treats bakery that's so, so that's cool. where i want to go eventually yeah <laughs> you're amazing sadie i'm totally coming to your bakery and just gonna pick out and eat everything oh, it, it sounds fantastic and your recipes Yay. look amazing so sadie you know if thank you could you. share if you could share a message, uh, well, I guess first of all to the kids out there, you know, who've been, perhaps their parents have grabbed them and said, hey, come have a listen to this girl, she's amazing. What would you say to those kids who are either thinking about or are already doing paleo? Yeah, well, I just say have fun with food. Make foods that you love, make beautiful food, make, um, change it up, add, try new foods, try new ingredients, and really just experiment and find if you like to cook and what do you like to cook and really have fun with it. Don't let food become a drag or a chore or let it become your passion and let it become a really fun activity for yourself. Oh, Sadie, I've loved this episode. I'm definitely going to play this episode for my two <laughs> little kids, Tom and Charlotte. So oh, they, they will be listening into this at some stage. And so maybe just give a little hello to Tom and Charlotte for me. That'd be great. Were Thomas and Charlotte? Yeah. Hi, Thomas. Hi, Charlotte. Enjoy the episode. <laughs> They're going to love that. All right. Now, the other thing I want cool you to do, <laughs> the other thing I want you to do, Sadie, is I'd love to, for you to tell us, what, what would you say to parents? Because I think sometimes parents aren't sure how to approach healthy eating with their kids and how to get their kids on board and, you know, how to make sure that they're doing it in a healthy way, that they're not pressuring their kids as well. So, what advice would you have to parents with kids about how they can encourage their kids to end up like you and cooking their own meals and loving cooking and loving <laughs> cooking healthy food? Well, I'd say ease your kids into it um, slowly. Don't make it a super abrupt like, okay, here's your diet. Got to stick to it. Make it fun for them. Um, let Yeah, let them try cooking in the kitchen and making themselves food. Um, yeah, be in the kitchen with them. Show them new foods and flavors and spices and really allow them to experiment Um there's no limits to cooking. You can cook to your heart's content um, and try new things always. I think that's that's the key to a happy lifestyle, including food, is really just experimenting and having fun with it, making food a really fun thing. So good, Sadie. I have loved this episode. I think, uh, you know, for your family who are probably, as you said, are going to listen into this episode, um, I just want to say to them, well done. You know, uh, you are such a mature, <laughs> such an intelligent girl, Sadie. You're an absolute credit to yourself and you're an absolute credit to your family. Uh, I think it's wonderful what you're doing and the fact that you're sharing this message with so many people all around the world at just 14 years of age is, is just incredible. So, well done. Thank you so much, Dr. Brett. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. So, people are going to want to go and find out more about you. I have absolutely no doubt. And they're going to want to get some of these recipes. I'm definitely going to be hunting down that Yay. berry crumble because that sounds great. Um, and so, they Yay. can get to your website, which is goodiesagainstthegrain.com. Um, they can find you on social yep. media, on Instagram. They can see all the amazing pictures of this food at Goodies Against the Grain. And on Facebook, the same name, Goodies Against the Grain. So, thank you so much again, Sadie. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on board today. Thank you for having me. So, for everyone <laughs> thank else… Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. So, for everyone else, until next week, join the conversation on Facebook. Give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Join our newsletter list at thatpaleoshow.com and it's helped grow the paleo tribe worldwide. Join us next week on That Paleo Show. 
This has been a production of TheWellnessCouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on Facebook.com forward slash TheWellnessCouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.